to The Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. We are live inside the Makadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. That's 540-639-4900, 540-639-4900. After a busy sports weekend, there's probably a good chance you couldn't catch everything, pay attention to every stat, read every article. So because of that, we got you covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. The NFL Conference Championships took place this past weekend, starting with the high-powered Chiefs offense against the ground and pound of the Titans. And once again, the Chiefs took a little bit longer to get out of bed, took a little bit longer to get started than they would have liked, found themselves down 10-0 against the Titans, and it was a different challenge than last week against Houston because the Titans presumably had a running game. However, the the Chiefs defense was able to bottle up Derrick Henry to the tune of 19 carries for 69 yards, well below the 100 yards uh, plus per game that he has been tallying. So the Chiefs were able to hop on the back of their talented quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who not only threw the ball up and down the field, but ran the ball eight times for 53 yards and a touchdown, including a 27-yard touchdown that absolutely changed the game. Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs to a 35-24 victory over the Titans to punch Andy Reid and the Chiefs ticket back into the Super Bowl and once again clarify that not only is Patrick Mahomes a complete alien, he is the face of the NFL now and moving forward. Thanks, Tom Brady. The torch was awesome while you carried it, but go ahead and pass it on to the young buck in Kansas City. Elsewhere in the conference championships, the Niners absolutely lit up the Packers to the tune of a 37-20 victory that did not feel that close. It was a 37-20 victory that only included eight passes from Jimmy Garoppolo. Eight. In the modern NFL where passing is king, eight passes, six completions, 77 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions for Jimmy G. So you may be saying, how in the world did they get to 37 touchdowns? Raheem Mostert, 29 carries, 220 yards, Four touchdowns on the ground. If you can do that, fantastic. But I will say this. I would guess at some point in the Super Bowl, the 49ers will need Jimmy G to do more than be a game manager. Monster is great. Uh, Tevin Coleman got banged up. Whatever it is, the running game is awesome. The the offensive line got, got work done. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to do something. Pay attention to the Titans for maybe the future of the Niners, right? The Titans were great when Derrick Henry was running the ball all over everyone. As soon as he got bottled up, Ryan Tannehill wasn't enough to get him the win and punch their ticket into the Super Bowl. The Niners may have a running game that's great, but the moment that it's not, Jimmy G is going to have to be good enough to stand up and fight for what he wants. Hokie fans, buckle up, right? Last week we dealt with uh, all of the news about the Baylor interview for Coach Fuente. The moment that got resolved, I put out a tweet that said, what's the next story? Because we knew it wasn't going to be business as usual through spring ball. That's just not the way the Hokies have operated over the last month, over the last year, over the last half decade. There's always something on the burner. And sure enough, 
little bit more than 24 hours after we, we shore up the Coach Fuente news, Damon Hazleton puts his name inside the transfer portal. Now, Damon Hazleton is, is a transfer in from Ball State, but since he's been on campus, he's been arguably the best offensive weapon that the Hokies have. He's good, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. I call him a light version of Michael Thomas, and he will be missed if his trip into the portal turns into a trip into a transfer. He will be missed, particularly in the red zone, where he and Dalton Keene brought the size the Hokies needed. Between the 20s, they have Trey Turner. They have uh, Tavion Robinson. They have some young talent. However, they don't have the size outside of James Mitchell now to throw jump balls in the end zone, and the fade has been arguably their best touchdown-getting play of the last few seasons. So Damon Hazleton in the transfer portal, it's just another day in the life of Hokies football, another hurdle that they're going to have to hop over. Also, for the Hokies, a 71-69 loss to Syracuse on Saturday to split the season series with Coach Bayheim and the Orange. And it all came down to one play. The Hokies played well enough to be in the mix at the end of the game against Syracuse. They had the ball down two with seven seconds left. And what happened? It was a horrendous execution of their final play. Maybe even been only down one. Either way, they were within a touch, or excuse me, within a score of getting the victory. They inbounded it to Landers Nolly. He threw it to Jalen Cohn on the wing, who threw it back to Landers Nolly. And from the logo at midcourt, he pulled up for a three, hit nothing but backboard. It was not the way the play was designed. It was not the way they were supposed to execute. They had options. They had time. The shot was put up with 4.5 seconds. It is a young team. I get it. That is not an excuse anymore. At the beginning of the year, I would have written this off as youth. However, when you play the way they've played through the beginning part of their schedule, they've shown that they're better than that, and we should expect better than that. That's got you covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, now, we started the, the entire show talking about the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs win uh, over the Titans in the AFC Championship game. So if you want to dive really, really deep into into that one uh go back and listen to the podcast hour number one should be posted up everywhere podcasts can be found follow us on facebook and twitter uh the tim donnelly show on facebook donnelly show on twitter for those links uh probably the easiest way to go about tracking them down um but now it's time to dive into niners packers because the niners i mean they put it away early they put it away early and they executed in a way that made it very difficult for the packers to come back which is, is scary if you're the Chiefs, right? Because the Chiefs have had to come back from double-digit deficits in each of the last two games. And the Niners look like a team that it's going to be very, very, very difficult to come back against. Right? The Packers got down early, and it was almost over. Jimmy Garoppolo only had to throw eight passes. Eight of them. And not of the tremendously high-difficulty variety, right? It's not like he was pushing them downfield and, and finished with eight passes for 170 yards. He finished with eight passes, six completions, 77 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. That means the rushing game was getting it done, and it absolutely was. Mostert, uh, Mostert excuse me, had 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns, which is, which is again, scary if you're the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs have some experience of taking running backs that had things going, taking running games that had things going, and making them not seem like they're going quite as well as they were going. They just did it to Derrick Henry. But but 
still, it has to be scary when you look at a team like that and say, our team has not been a fast starting team. And, and the, the, the Niners look like a team that can make sure you can't come back. Now, from the Niners' perspective, I think they're going to need more from Jimmy G. If you go back to last week, they had stretches where they went a dozen, 15 plays without attempting a pass. If you go to this week's game, eight passes. Now, that's great if you can do it, right? That's awesome if you can win. But there's a reason why uh, in blowouts, right, there's a reason why in blowouts you don't pull the offense until everybody's gotten to eat a bit. Let me explain. Um, let's say in the first half your quarterback throws for 250 yards and three touchdowns. You're up by 28, uh, and, and it's a, a college game. right? You're, you're probably – or you're up by – well, let's say even more than 28. You're up by 38. Okay, You have a whole bunch of touchdowns. It's crazy. Most of it was on the hands of your, your your quarterback. You still send your first team offense out there in the second half, and you try to run the ball. You want everyone to get a taste because in this game you may not have needed the running game, but you will down the line. The 49ers in this game didn't need Jimmy G to sling it. In last game, they didn't need Jimmy G to sling it. They might need Jimmy G to sling it next week. And he has not yet proven that he can be more than than safe. He has not proven that he can be more than a guy that won't lose the game for you. Now, he might be more than that. I'm not saying he's not. or I'm not putting a cap on his abilities. I wouldn't do that. But I'm saying we haven't seen it yet. And it's going to be one of my main highlights, main spotlights, as we, we go into Super Bowl preparation for the next two weeks. It's going to be, is Jimmy G ready to take over if the San Francisco defense and ground and pound doesn't work, if the Chiefs take the opening kickoff and go 80 yards for a score, and on first and second down, whoever the running back is for the 49ers, depending on Tevin Coleman's injury, whoever the running back is, if they get bottled up and it's now third and nine, knowing that if you give the ball back to Kansas City, they can score in a flash and make it 14-zippy and put an end to this one early. When it's third and nine on your first possession on the third play of the game, can Jimmy G stand up and make a throw? I don't know. Because we haven't had to ask the question. Right? It's, it's, it's Jimmy G right now, here's what he is. He's a lifeguard. He's a lifeguard of the San Francisco 49ers. And we have no idea if he can swim because all he's done is climb up into his lifeguard perch and watch people swim safely. Occasionally, he's got to bring out the whistle, right? Hey, no horseplay. Occasionally, he's got, hey, no running on the deck. But he has not had to dive into the water yet. And let's be real. The reason you have a lifeguard is to dive in the water. The reason you have a quarterback is to bail you out with throws through the air. And he has not had to bail them out with the air attack. He's 20 in, or 21 and 5 as a starter since moving to San Francisco. It's impressive. 
it's impressive, man. That's a winning, uh, winning ability that that people would be envious of. But he has not had to put the team on his back yet. He has not had to dive into the deep end, put a drowning kid in his arms, and save his life. And there's no reason to have a lifeguard if they can't do that. So, so let's find out. And I think the Chiefs will. Let's find out, and I think the Chiefs will. Speaking of the Chiefs, speaking of the Niners, let's preview that Super Bowl. Two weeks out from the Super Bowl. It's February 2nd. It's January 20th now, ipso facto. Yeah, we're about two weeks out from Super Bowl Sunday. Let's get a first look at the Niners and Chiefs. Stick around. The WRAD Talk Network, 1017, 1035, 1460 AM, the TuneIn app, and WRADradio.com. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. Niners versus Chiefs. That's it. Everyone else is fishing. Everyone else is golfing. Everyone else is on a vacation somewhere with their toes in the water and their butts in the sand. If you're in the NFL, you're, you're, you're relaxed, you're chilling, unless you're one of the Niners or the Chiefs. And in that case, you have simply the biggest game of your professional career coming up in two weeks. Unless you're a coach, uh, unless you are, you are, I mean, someone involved in that program, you, you're relaxed and you're in the offseason. You're getting ready for the Pro Bowl, maybe, if you're good. Other than that, you're hanging out. So what do the Niners and Chiefs have to look forward to? Well, if you're the Chiefs, you have your guy, Patrick Mahomes, right? The one that you hitched your wagon to, the one that you chose in the first round, the one that you have built your offense around, being chased around by Bosa and Buckner and, and the rest of that very, very talented defensive front by the 49ers. You have the opportunity to find a way to negate their front seven. And it's not going to be easy. If you look at some of the biggest plays that the Chiefs made this past weekend, they were plays that, that Pat, uh, Pat Mahomes was able to make with pressure or to elude pressure altogether, right? He had a, a, uh, a touchdown run where he was forced out of the pocket, was able to outrun some guys, make some guys miss. He had a deep touchdown to Sammy Watkins where he was retreating. He, he had some plays that he made where if the defensive front that he was playing against was an eighth of an inch faster, if their wingspan was a little bit longer, if their pursuit effort was a tiny bit better, he may not have been able to pull them off. So the Chiefs are going to have to block better. Not to mention there's going to be Richard Sherman on the back end doing some chirping, trying to prove his spot as one of the greatest of all time. Which, by the way... Richard Sherman and Lobro, you'll appreciate this. Richard Sherman and Darrell Revis are chirping back and forth at each other. I just learned that Richard Sherman is the very first NFL player to block me on Twitter. Oh. And I went back and searched through all of my tweets, like all of them from the beginning of time. The only thing that I could say that could maybe make me believe that, that, that he saw as upsetting enough to block me was when I point uh, I poked fun at him for saying that Baker Mayfield didn't shake his hand during pregames, and then they went back and watched the video, and Baker Mayfield definitely shook his hand during pregame. Yikes! But it's how is he mad at me for that? I know, right? Like film doesn't lie, bud. <laughs> you you said you didn't that, that Baker Mayfield stiffed you on the pregame handshake. 
We went back and watched the film, and Baker Mayfield shook your hand. You're just out there triggering everybody. I'm, and, and Richard Sherman blocked me. First of all, at the time, I had like less than 1,000 followers. I'm still not a gigantic name. I don't know why in the world he would block me, unless he is just blanket blocking everyone that That's says anything say. critical about him. He's probably got like a huge list of people that he's blocked. He's probably got a person on payroll that's just searching his name and blocking everything that's not complimentary, which is a soft move if I've ever seen one. It's like they just made the list. Block him. I hope he unblocks me so I can call him soft, and then he can block me again. First NFL player that I don't like. Create a new account and then call him soft and see if, see if, he see if he'll block me again. Let's do an experiment. Let's see how mean we can be before he blocks us. One, one, just make, make the account like, hey, Richard Sherman. And then just put different things down. But, but, but the th- <laughs> fact of the matter is because I'm a bigger man, and even though you know he can block me or whatever, I'll still say this. He's a good player. right? He's been a part of now two dominant defenses that have led teams to Super Bowls to attend Super Bowls, right? We don't know if he's led two that have won, but he's led a defense that won a Super Bowl, and now he's a part of another defense that has reached a Super Bowl. I'm a big enough person to say he's a good player. If I'm the Niners, the part that interests me is is, uh, the Chiefs just held Derrick Henry to well below his season average rushing, or his playoff average rushing. If the Chiefs can do that to the Niners, like I said, it comes down to Jimmy G. It comes down to can he can he bail out his team? Here's the other thing. Both of these coaches, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, might have of all the quarterbacks, excuse me, of all the coaches in the NFL, they might have the biggest chips on their shoulder. Andy Reid went to, I believe it was four consecutive conference championship games. The last time he went to a Super Bowl was in 2004. This is one of the best coaches to ever live, and he does not have a Super Bowl. He's the, the Carl Malone, the Charles Barkley, the Dan Marino of coaches. Right, He can put his name on some really, really impressive all-time lists if he wins. He's got something to prove. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons who were leading 28-3 against the Patriots in the Super Bowl with an MVP in Matt Ryan at quarterback and Julio Jones on the outside, and they lost that game. My guess is there are still moments uh, in the middle of the night when Kyle Shanahan wakes up in a cold sweat imagining the ending of that game. He's looking to prove that that was a fluke. He's looking to prove that that's not a flaw in his play calling. He's looking to prove that he's better than that. These two coaches have something to prove. One of them is going to get a gigantic monkey off their back. The other is going to have to live with it continuing another year. That burst of music means it's time to take a break. That was me rocking out. We'll take a break when we come back Monday afternoon QB. Stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show. We're in the 8 o'clock hour. It's 8.35 on the WRAD radio network. Um, 
every Monday we do something we call it used to be called the Monday afternoon quarterback during the Monday during the afternoon show. Uh, since we moved to mornings, we've made the radical change of going from Monday afternoon quarterback to now calling it the Monday morning quarterback. It's time to talk about what he should have done. Tim Donnelly is the Monday morning quarterback. Now, this is one uh, a little outside of my wheelhouse, so bear with me. But it's one that uh, I don't think has to be in your wheelhouse for you to understand. Um, Santa Anita is a racetrack, okay? It's one of the most famous racetracks uh, in the world, right? It, it, it's, it's, um, it's in California. Uh, it offers some of the most prominent I'm, – I'm reading this off of their, their website – some of the – Prominent horse racing events in the United States during early fall, winter, and in spring. Santa Anita, now in the palm of your hand. SantaAnita.com. They need to stop racing at Santa Anita. And they need to do extensive research. And they need to do extensive studies. And they need to stop racing at Santa Anita until those results come back and they come back with a plan of action. Um, there have been three deaths of horses at Santa Anita over this past weekend. Friday through Sunday, there were three deaths of horses. Since December 26th, the day after Christmas, five deaths at Santa Anita. Now, now, I mean, it would be a messed up take, but some of you may have the take of, what's five horses? You eat burgers, don't you? Not horse burgers. Not horse burgers, but it's it's you know cow horse. I'm I'm not saying it's a good take, but I'm saying if you have that take, what's five? Well, how about this? Last season, last year at Santa Anita, thirty-seven deaths of horses, and these are horses that are taken care of, right? These are horses that people have invested thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in. These are horses that get showered and bathed and fed the good oats because they're running. 37 of them died last year, five the last few weeks, three in the last three days. I mean, just imagine if it was an alternate reality, right? And instead of horses racing, horses raced humans, right? <laughs> and then horse and the humans were being mistreated and dying like that. We, don't, we, we think it's pretty like bad, right? You don't even have to go that far. What if they were dogs? I got my dog at, at my house. Blitzen, he's a border collie. I'll put him up in a race against anybody. That dog can flat out fly. Not the smartest border collie on the planet, uh, but but he can run. He can run. I, I would put him up. But but if I knew that somewhere forty dogs had died, I'm not like if there's a dog park where forty dogs had died, I'm not taking my dog there. Yet somehow people continuously bring horses to Santa Anita, and it doesn't make any gosh darn sense. And I'm not even saying stop horse racing. There are some people that will go that far, right? If you watch horse racing, they got the the little whippy things out. They're running them. I like to believe that horses actually sometimes enjoy. I like to believe there are competitive horses out there that that see this, see the lights and and get jacked, right? So I'm I'm fine with the, I'm fine with horse racing. Right? I'm I'm not an expert on it, so I don't know the mental makeup of these horses, but it seems like the horses running that fast like doing it. So I'm not, I'm not even saying stop horse racing. I'm saying treat the horses better. 
And I'm saying stop racing at the track where they keep dying and do a study. What is different at Santa Anita than at other tracks where horses don't die? Because death is a thing here. It's it's not it's not a surprise anymore, and that is a problem. It is not a surprise when a horse dies at this track, and the whole sport is based around these horses. It's almost like like on top of how how tough it is just to hear right. Because a horse dying is sad, right? I don't, I don't think anyone is excited about it. On top of just the gut check that comes with any animal dying, which I think we would all have, right? If you're around a horse that 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 dies, it's going to be tough. Um, but 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 at the same time, it's a bad business decision, right? If you invested a couple hundred grand in a horse. Why in the world would you race him at a track with this history or her at a track with this history? That makes so very little sense to me. If if 40 times over the last year, a, a track athlete tore his ACL running at a track, now we're talking now we're talking uh, humans but we're not talking death we're just talking torn ACL guess what's going to happen Nike Adidas Reebok Puma everyone that sponsors an athlete team USA team Jamaica team Canada every single team that sponsors an athlete is going to turn to their athletes and say don't run there withdraw from that race don't run at Santa Anita track because there's too many torn ACLs there but because they're horses, everyone's like, nah, we'll wait till next Saturday. Go ahead. Throw them back in there. It's, it's, it's a problem. And, and if it's going to become a problem moving forward for the sport as a whole. There was a point in time. People may not realize this. There was a point in time where horse racing was the premier sport in our country. It was more popular than baseball, than basketball, than boxing. It was then football, which is king now. The biggest sport in our country. It's not happening anymore. Want to remind you about Collision Plus. Um, As I was driving into work today, it was about 3.30 in the morning. Uh, They had one of those, you know, the signs on the road that, like, tell you information, you know, car on shoulder ahead, winter weather advisory, whatever it is. One of them said, uh, accident on I-81 South, all lanes stopped. And, and obviously, the first thought that pops into your mind is, I hope everyone's okay. Hopefully, the injury was not fatal. Hopefully, the injuries are not serious, if there are any. Um, you know, hopefully, everyone had their seatbelt on, all those types of things. Um, but but for, for those individuals, once you get by the safety, once you, once you get by everyone being okay, your next thought is, how am I going to get to work in the morning, right? Your next thought is, how is my car going to get back to, to, to A-OK condition? And that's where Collision Plus comes into play, right? As soon as you make sure everyone in the car is safe, your next, car, your next call should be to the, you know, the police, 
Your next call should be to Collision Plus, 540-953-3910. That's 540-953-3910. Collision Plus has been providing quality auto body repair to the greater New River Valley since 1991. 91's a good year, by the way. With superior work, premium product use, and customer service that is unmatched in the collision service industry, Collision Plus has established itself as an elite vehicle repair facility, not only in Southwest Virginia, but also nationally. Do you know why 91 was a good year? Is it because the world was gifted Tim Donnelly? There you go. Uh, as, as was it gifted Collision Plus. So the number is 540-953-3910. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have picks and more. Stick around. WRAD streaming live worldwide on the TuneIn app. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing bright and early, or actually not as not as early, bright on a Monday morning. Thank you for starting the week with us here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Um, and, 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 and thanks for starting the week with us here on the Tim Donnelly Show. I'm going to pass along some information to you regarding the SeatGeek app. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K app. Download it to your smartphone today. I have it on my phone. By far the fastest and easiest way to to, uh, find tickets to anything. Whether it's Hokie Games, which I've used it for in the past and it's been awesome. Uh, Whether it's Hokie Games, whether it's any other sporting event you can think of. uh, Name it. They've got it. Uh, Comedy shows, which uh, I believe my wife used it to get my birthday present this year. We're going to a comedy show in Raleigh. Um, gonna go see some family and 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 catch a comedy show, which is very exciting. Um, whether it's a concert, which I know everyone else here in the building is all about that concert life. Uh, if you're all about that concert life, go ahead and check it out on the Seat Geek app. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's 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 memories, man. Memories. Read an article the other day. I've been into to like articles on how to maximize life. I've been been reading books on on. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about the podcast I've listened to regarding uh, doing something physical and, and loving someone, and that makes your body think that you're necessary and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but just recently, I, I read an article that said um, the 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 way to slow down life, make your life seem longer without making it seem like it's dragging, is to do new things. Which is why you know the first 18 years of our life, we all feel like took just as long as you know the next hundred years of our life. It's because almost everything you do as a kid, you're doing for the first time. It's a new experience. So you remember it. And thus the more memories per day, the longer it feels makes sense. Right? Right. See a band for the first time. See a band for the first time at a new venue. Go to a venue for the first time. See a comedian for the first time. Go to a game for the first time. See your favorite player play for the first time. And suddenly you'll look back on your life and be like, wow, I squeezed a lot into that 80 years. Yeah, I was looking at a. I was actually looking at the SeatGeek app earlier, and I saw uh, Virginia Tech, Penn State tickets, football already. tickets, like, football tickets. already. It's crazy. And and the best part, of, or one of the best parts about the SeatGeek app is it will show you a picture of Lane Stadium, and the dots for the tickets will be where they are. Right. So you don't have to have the stadium memorized. And when they say you know section one or nineteen road triple J, you don't have to be like, okay, where is that? You can just look at the dots and click on it and say, I want to be, you know, here in the stadium and click on the 40 yard line and it will bring up the, this, the tickets that are right there. Tell you the price. It's, it, it makes it easier. So you don't have to, you know, be a walking uh, map of the stadium to, to know what tickets you're buying, which I never got. Right. Sometimes you're on, you're online, you're buying tickets and it just says 
row one or uh, section one twelve row double B seats nine and ten, and it's like great. Where the heck is that? Is where's the stage in in you know relative to that that thing? So the SeatGeek app takes all of that guesswork out. You don't have to have three tabs open, one of a map of the the venue, one of the the ticket prices, and one of another site to compare the ticket prices. It's all right there on the SeatGeek app. Millions of tickets condensed to one app. Uh, it's worth your while. And by the way, promo code Tim will get you $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code T-I-M will get you $10 off your first purchase. So when you're looking at the app and you get the ticket price, you can subtract $10 from your final and uh, and and thank us for it. You're welcome. Happy Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> um, Treat yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Go nuts. Uh, let's go ahead and jump ahead to some picks, uh, starting with uh, the only ACC game that is taking place today. Um, it is North Carolina State at UVA, which is interesting, right? Because UVA, if you, if you had this game last season, it would have been, you know, a quick one. UVA, ding, next. But this year, it's a little different because UVA is not the team that they were a season ago. And Kihei Clark, when he's off, has been kind of very off. He has he, when, when he's on, he's been very on. And we've seen that a few times, right? His scoring ability has been impressive uh, a few times. But when he's off, uh, the turnovers pile up. The, the, uh, not only do the turnovers pile up, but the, uh, the, the, the floor generalness tends to wane a bit. Uh, Mamadi Diakite is a very good player, but I think he's better in a role than he is as a focal point. So, so they've been struggling a bit here as of late, and North Carolina State is a team that usually has talent, although they've been down this year as well. So, you know, with all of that said, um, basically, it's a longer conversation than than it has been in the past. It's it's more drawn out than it has been in the past, but it it, it still has to be UVA. They're still the defending national champion, and NC State isn't as good as some of the teams that have knocked UVA off in the past. So go ahead and give me Tony Bennett uh, and, and and the Cavaliers to win one in John, in John Paul Jones Arena. Now you need that mouthwash to wash out making that pick. Uh, no, I, 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 I can separate brain from heart. I can separate brain, and, and, I, and I do, and I'll tell you, right? I'll say, hey, this one stinks. I wish I didn't have to make this pick, but X, Y, Z. Uh, football season, I was saying, I think Virginia Tech's the better team, but hey, if they don't stop Bryce Perkins, they're going to lose. They didn't stop Bryce Perkins, and they lost. Uh, you can speak honestly about your rivals, and 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 I like to think I do that. So looking at UVA, you know, last season I was saying, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, obviously, really, really good players. This year, I'm going to say, when Kihei Clark is on, really good player. Braxton Key, good player. When Hauser becomes eligible next season, he's going to be a really good player for them. When their recruiting class from next year gets to town, they're going to be a couple really good players for them. Tony Bennett, I mean, the well's not run dry. He's just waiting for it to refill. Uh, and this season is, a, is it going to be a down season for them. But a down season for them is probably still, you know, an appearance in the NCAA tournament and, and a win into the second round, and maybe they'll sweet, sneak into the, the second weekend. But this weekend, I do think, or excuse me, tonight, I do think they pull out a win over NC State. NBA, Lakers at Celtics. I think the Lakers are are really, really good. <laughs> I mean, they I, only have LeBron, right? I, I think the Celtics are really good. And, and, and it's, it's one of those things where 
you're not looking for the the bad team in the matchup. You're looking for the better team in the matchup. Uh, and, and I believe the Lakers, um, they're coming together at the right time, right? When, when they're playing against the Rockets, Russell Westbrook had things kind of cruising, and, and Rondo, who's hurt, out said, hey, why don't we have Kuzma guard the guy that's balling out? And Kuzma's going, me? I'm not a d- defensive stalwart. And the coach said, no, let's give it a try. Kuzma played well. Those are the types of things that, that veterans impart on their youngins. Uh, LeBron James obviously is LeBron James, and, and as long as he is LeBron James, he's going to be LeBron James. Should I say his name one more time? LeBron James. He's good enough. So the Celtics um, have talent, and it looks like Jalen Brown might actually play tonight. Uh, they're not a bad team. They're just not the better team in the matchup. Give me the Lakers on the road. Nuggets at T-Wolves. Uh, the Nuggets have, have, have been a, an improving team as the, the season has gone along. T-Wolves are kind of constantly in trade rumors. I just think these are two teams moving in, in different directions. Give me the Nuggets, uh, the Denver Nuggets, to beat the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Pacers at Jazz. The Jazz, and, and I had to look this up to make sure I didn't have a typo here. Uh, the Jazz are 16-3 and three at home. 16-3 and three when teams have to go play in Utah. Now, I don't know if it's something in the water in Utah. I don't know if, if you know, the salt from Salt Lake is dehydrating them. I have no idea what's going on, but I, but I know that the Jazz are very, very good at home. The, the Pacers and the Jazz are about even when it comes to their season-long records, but the Jazz are so much better at home that, you'd lead to me, that it would lead me to believe that Utah is going to be able to pull this one out. Spurs at Suns, again, two teams that are relatively similar in overall record. Um, I just think the Suns are a team that are getting better, uh, and, and the Spurs are a team that are still floundering a bit. Uh, DeAndre Ayton just recently had his first 20-20 and 20 game, 20 points, 20 rebounds. That's a monster game for him. Devin Booker's solid. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. is solid. They got some talent on that Jazz roster. Uh, excuse me, on that Suns roster. I read Jazz as I said Suns. What a weird guy that is. Um, but, but my point is, Suns are going up. Spurs are going down. I will always take the team with the arrow pointed up. Go ahead and give me the Suns. This one's just fun for me. I like picking against the Warriors. They tormented the NBA for so long. Uh, so when they're playing a team like the Blazers in Portland, Steph Curry's still not back. Kind of expected to be back in early March if he comes back this season at all. Um, God, it's just fun to pick against them. Give me the Blazers to beat the Warriors. I saw Stephen A. Smith of, of ESPN on TV said he hopes Giannis goes to the Warriors. Who wants that? Who wants that? Then it's just going to become the same thing. That it's going it to be this, exactly the same thing it was a couple years ago. Who wants that? Not me. Spread the talent out so the games are more exciting. You let him win in Milwaukee. He's doing just fine. Exactly. Uh, that's just about going to do it for us here today. Once again, happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody. We really appreciate you spending the beginning part of your holiday with us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for Top Tuesdays, 6 o'clock in the morning. Be with us. If you're not there, you can always catch everything on the podcast found everywhere podcasts are available. So we appreciate you. Have a great day and night, everybody.